0: I'm Mariam Issa.
1: Mariam. Essentially, like, giving you the premise to these conversations, are just open, vulnerable. I suppose allowing ourselves an environment where we can just share our lives in a in a real way. You know what it's all about. <laughs> but then you said that David White quote. So what was you saying about yes, that? I love that. I love, I love, that. The,
0: da- I love uh, the poet David White. Yeah. And he mentions, like, when you told me about the conversation we're going to have, he says this is the conversational nature of reality. Okay. So, and and what is reality, you know? Yeah. Uh, We make our own realities, but there's so many, you know, things that are connected to this reality. For instance, you and I are having conversation here right now, but there's also technology involved. There's also the intangible... um, energy that is involved and so it is a conversation that is happening partly Mm. our stories but also partly involved in the people who brought this technology to life yes so it's not just you and i it goes beyond that and we're also communing or communicating with others outside of this room so it's fascinating. Isn't it? And amazing. And yeah. even
1: like what you're saying, just the taking the time to acknowledge the extended um, things, engineering that's come to be around us. You know, I suppose, yeah. is that part of your, you know, your, your history and culture in Africa is the acknowledging your environment or is, where does that come from in you? Is that, is that something, you know?
0: Yeah, I guess I, it's about grace. It's about appreciation for life and so much at looking what, what what is working for us what we have what we can focus on and and, and love even when we think that our you know our light is uh, is is in the dark like i i love the moon and you know how the moon goes into uh the cloud yeah but it's it's the cloud that gives it that darkness, but the moon still shines. And I think as human beings, we, we have that light, but we do go through dark clouds at times. Yeah. And those dark clouds should not be what you know uh, defines us. W- we should always know that we're the light. Yes. we can come out of this um, darkness.
1: Because it's sometimes troubling and all-consuming when we go through darkness, because it feels like it engrosses us. But if you remember that, as that as an analogy is perfect, because you remain the light. You remain that your deepest essence is shining.
0: It's always shining.
1: Is that like intuitive discovery you found over the years or is that something you were taught?
0: I think it's an intuition intuition that lives in all of us. Yes. But because of the, you know, the amount of noise that Mm -hmm. is around us, we very rarely discover this. Or the amount of um, conditioning that happens around us through conditioning through um, our communal space, conditioning through our school environments and all that, we have sort of forgotten our true essence, but I think wha- what reminded me of this is the fact that when I was fleeing Somalia with two young children, I was about 23 years of age at the time, right. and I was in a small boat, and I don't even know if it was uh, it could be bo- it, it could be um, categorized as a boat in Australian sense because it just was. Uh, something that held 140 people in it who were fleeing a war.
1: How big was how big? It was, was
0: really small. It was small, but it held this mass of people. And around that time, you, you know, in the, during the day, you could feel the turmoil. You could hear the noise. You could feel the uncertainties within people. But when night came and everyone went to sleep, there was this... Conversation as I was talking about David White's poem before, between myself and the silence and the sky that was so open, and being suspended in the middle of an ocean, plenty of water around us, and not being certain of how things are going to go. So vulnerable. So vulnerable.
2: (laughs) Massive yet, ocean.
0: yeah, it is, and and yet there was something in me that knew that everything was all right, because I could see the stars. In the, I've never seen the stars that close.
1: And but they were so bright, because there's no other. So
0: bright, and it was so like it was us. It was a moment of freeing, in a sense, like you. Okay, it was caged, but also freeing. So it was incredible. I could not see that in the day because in the day there was the fears and the cries of children and the hunger and there was no water even at, we didn't have drinking water mm. being amidst of you know an ocean that was all water. So when I look back at that time I feel like there's so much that we are than what we Categorize ourselves to be. Oh man, and, yeah,
1: you saw so clearly. Like it's yeah. it's it's a direct experience with. Well, and what do you term it? God or the ether or the universe or divine?
0: Yeah, as a Muslim, I termed it as God, as Allah, as you know, um, the source of all that is, mm. because that's what God is for us—the source that we all come from and everything comes from. But I think it's just. It's within us, you know, and it's so interconnected that when you get a spaces, moments like that, moments when you're so vulnerable and you feel that you need help, those are the moments that we open up mm-hmm. and, 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 and we know that this is not even outside of us. It lives in us.
1: Oh, we're, so, of That's what's, we're, like, we're of it. We're not like aliens it. that yeah. plonked into this universe. No. <laughs> we're, we're like we've created of it. We are of it.
0: We are of it. <laughs> we are of it. So we do get glimpses of that.
1: It's an amazing story that is. Mm. Honestly, that's just like yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I can't even comprehend what that direct experience would have been like for you yeah. because I have an experience that like I've ex- experienced my own darkness in my own ways yes. and um I can definitely relate to the nature of you know a coming close to source or god and having a direct experience with that energy like yeah. um but not in that that's a tremendously powerful way like was it a click moment or was it a you know talking about that moment specifically when you're on that boat
0: well at that moment i think for me it was about i it was it, i didn't have my husband with me and i did i was going through a lot of fear mm. and it was fear of many things mm. it was a fear of fleeing a war and going into the unknown it was sort of having a conversation with something that i've never Experi- and I was only 23 years of age
1: and two children yeah
0: and 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 two children yes yeah. my young my oldest was 3 and my youngest 2 mm. and i was having a turmoil in the sense that even my younger child was in was in was having a was having diarrhea and he might have died mm. so there's all these things going in our head what if my child dies mm. what am i going to do with the body Am I gonna throw it off um over the ocean should I take it back home because for me I was going to Kenya at that time and I live I grew up in Kenya and I so there were so many things so many challenges in that short three days and it was three days that the journey from Somalia to Kenya right. and we weren't even sure if we were going to make it but I think it is a time where you only hold the conversation that you want to hear. Right. And there's no room for doubt. And it's like, I'm going to make it and I'm going to get there. So I think this moment was a time when I was exposed into visionary storytelling. So you tell the vision of the story you see. Ah. Of course we're going to make it. Of course I see the harbour in Mombasa. I know it so well. And it's just like you tunnel your focus on that.
1: That's powerful. And that's what we're saying, intelligent beings, to be able to do that. Like Yes, I, imagination. I, yeah. yeah. But you're unique in the way that you did that and chose that. I'm interested in why you... Created that vision in your head because some people just don't, they despair and they get swallowed by the darkness. But you found the light in the darkness. And was that because you, going into the situation, you had this faith, or what was it?
0: Yeah, I had faith, and Mm -hmm. I was always a spiritual, even as a young child. Mm -hmm. I was one, I was very curious. I wanted to know more. Like even when I was having that conversation with God and looking at the stars and all that, I, there was a part of me that was really curious. What if God just talks to you? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. and so I, I think my childhood um, um, fantasies and I was a reader as well. So I read a lot of books and I knew what it was like to imagine and, you know, when you're reading a good book, you always go to the spaces that the writer talks about. And mm. you look at these people or the, the characters in the story and you imagine them and all mm. that. So I think the advantage for me was because of, of that, being a reader, being curious, um, wanting to, and also being a spiritual person. Mm. I learned the Quran myself mm. and I knew how to, I used to translate it to my advantage right like you know when the religious clergyman would tell us something about a certain chapter or a certain verse i would go yeah but this is how it inter- interprets for me right yep yeah. so making it uniquely for myself
1: well, that that's a really interesting area in itself. Like because yeah. I've heard like Tom Knowles, who's a teacher of meditation and from the Vedic lineage, he knows Sanskrit really well, and he looked back at the Buddhist texts yeah. and n- noticed a discrepancy in how they interpreted the Sanskrit, which kind of which was one of Desire is the source of all suffering, but it actually said self-authorised desire is the source of all suffering, which is a massive difference because that's like yes. you know self-authorised is, is more like essentially selfish, mm. but then nature's nature, desire is actually yeah. really good to learn how to. It's your heart's it's a, desire,
2: yeah.
1: You know, and Buddhism kind of is all about renunciation of desire mm. in its purest sense, and he pointed out a slight. Anyway, it's it's just interesting. I think it, it is what it is but yep. it's just interesting to be able to discern the truth in scriptures or texts.
0: And also to to find fami- to make it familiar to your needs to because for me like Muhammad is the channel of Quran and for him you know being in that century what mm. he felt or what it meant for him cannot specifically mean that it would mean the same for me. Right. So it has to have that timely um Element gotcha. which you know, and and it's also uniquely to individuals, you know what I'm going through and my and and my perceptions. Might be necess- might not be the same as what someone else is going through that And it's so incredible because I knew that as a young as a young you know child growing up in Kenya and I think when we grow up in nature because I grew up in nature my mother was very she loved nature she mm. took us to um, walks early mornings to the ocean because she was a craftswoman and she used to get her um, her material from Markets. from yeah from the no from the ocean oh, because right. she used to yeah she used to create mats and baskets and things like that so uh, the material just grew on, on ah, you know, outside of the ocean and all that. So sh- we used to walk in oceans and then we had food forests in Malindi. And I grew up with the native people in Malindi called the Giriamas. And they were the, the indigenous people of the land. And so all these things, I think, um, combined my, my connection yeah. with God more. And I think we have sort of lost that now because we're not connected with the elements, no. with, you know, um, the vastness of of the, the whole of the cosmos, uh, yeah.
1: It's so powerful what you're saying. Like what mm-hmm. jumps out the most in that last little bit of what you're saying is that primarily it seems your connection with nature and the intelligence of nature and the way nature works and the way you observe nature working is kind of like the – Uh, the blueprint for how we work in a way you know like there's all these similarities and and I love your interpretation of scriptures as well because I think it's it's very smart (laughs) from my perspective (laughs) you can discern what's real for Muhammad in his day and what's real for you and your day and and the even recognizing and acknowledging the difference in that itself is smarter than just grabbing text and just to speak to that for a moment because there is a bit of in some religion, or some, mm. there can be a tendency to cling to an ideology or, a, or an element of it without understanding. And I'd love to hear what your perspective is on the difference there.
0: You know, it's so incredible. When the Quran, when the verses, when you read the verses of the Quran, it talks a lot about contemplation. Okay. And God talks about, you know, I am talking to ulil al-bab, you know, the people of understanding the people of openness. Right. So, yeah, and, and these verses is not for everyone. It's for the people who take it on and feel and hear what it is about. So the same verse of the Quran will not, and you talked about the analogy of Muhammad being in a pastime and me being here now, but it's also the fact that that same ire that last year I interpreted it a certain way, Cannot, may not necessarily be interpreted in the same way this year.
2: Right. Because
0: I have grown. Yeah. I have come through different, you know. So it's, it's so timely. You have to make it so timely. And I think it's not only the Quran, but it's everything in our lives. And, and we are evolutionary beings mm. and we're growing every day. Mm. And people tell you, oh, my God, you've changed. You never used to be like this. Of course I have changed, <laughs> you know. And it's it should be in a good way that we should accept that change. Yeah. But if you look at it, Jeremy, we're so scared of change. Whereas look at ourselves, look at our he- where we started from as a baby to where we are. We look ourselves in the mirror every day changing. <laughs> and yet when our circumstances change, we're so afraid of this change. So I feel like, and, and, and the Quran says, the, the, the world is a play and an illusion.
1: The wild, the wilderness. The the world that we live in is
0: a place of illusion and play. Right. You know? And Shakespeare sort of says the same thing. It's a space of play. So if we can learn to play more and go back to our originality, because we're supposed to be happy and playing and joyful instead of just being weighed down by things that we... Cannot overcome sometimes. Mm. And those things are our own creation. Yeah, so when we contemplate on it, we know why we created a certain <laughs> thing. But sometimes I think we sort of don't want to be held accountable. We don't want to be, you know, accountable or responsible for our own actions.
1: 100%. Yeah. And I reckon that's what you hit on then is just. Punctuates the problem. Really, yeah. is that people aren't taking responsibility no. for their their own convictions, or they're not being true to their ability to respond in a situation. No. Um, you know, the things that you speak of that are really disconnecting us and severing our connection to one another and nature and everything mm. are real energies that I can manifest in myself, and so therefore I can understand why greedy people yeah. manifested them because I yeah. I've got the ability to do the same. So
2: Absolutely.
1: so I suppose it's having that awareness of and and knowing that, what's my response ability to the situation now, you know. And yeah. I think what for you or what have you observed to be useful golden sequences to like a sequence of unlocking or seeing like that?
0: Well, I have so many experiences. <laughs> I have been through two civil wars. I've been through the Somali civil war, but I've also been the Ugandan civil war, the time of... Idi- I mean, we used to live in Uganda at the time. And so I've seen people fleeing for their lives. I've, you know, I've... Over the years when I came to Australia, I, I really... First I want to say that I love this country. Like it's it's I feel like reborn in Australia yeah. and I feel like reincarnated in my whole, in my body once again because I have had the time to contemplate to look back and to feel why why is there such a desperation in back home and, you know, destruction. And why did we come to this space? Especially Somalia. I am from um, Somalia. We are an oral nation and a Mm. nation, we used to be a nation of poets who, you know, uh, loved words. I still do. And we are, you know, um, really beautiful storytellers when you look back um, in our history And looking at that storytelling and the way we storytell and the way we use words, I think is really powerful. Mm. Um, First, I realized like in my time of, you know, uh, growing up, it was it started to become a shaming culture, a culture where as a woman, especially, you know, as a, a woman, you're not valued. And you were shamed, and there were certain things that you know in 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 the culture. For instance, FGM, you know, the um, which happened to young girls, to be you know that culture in itself tells you so much about a people.
1: What's well, pe- what's FGM? What's FGM
0: them? is female um, um female. Mutilation, uh, and it's it's horrible culture, but it tells you a story about the people who practice it. First, it's an element of fear that, you know, um, it'll, the girl will bring a, dis, a dishonor to the family. And, and the second thing, it is a culture that is so archaic and still happening until now. And so there are so many things, and there are so many reasons why it 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 kept happening, so looking back and contemplating on things like that have given me an insight mm. into what our culture is more about, mm. and I've realized it was more held in fear mm. you know and a fear of uh, women to be a certain way, mm. and of course, when women, the fifty percent or maybe even sixty percent of a whole population. Is, you know, um, taken out of context, and is not in the decision-making tables. What do you expect mm. for that country mm. to come out of? So there is a big imbalance in in that.
1: And and is the fear grounded in anything? Is it is it re- still a religious? grounded fear or is it is it purely you know? absolutely
0: not religious yeah. because um it's this practice happens in many countries in in Africa yeah so it is a fear of you know uh women right. not standing up so, but, but
1: to well, their voices but, but they're not um They're not rude, they're not rude into anything other than I think this is the way myself.
0: Yes, this is the way. And of course, the mothers who do it, mothers are the most compassionate and the most beautiful beings in, in, in human beings. But when she does something like that to her four year old or her child, I mean it will have a trauma on her oh. and so we have carried this trauma and of course when we have children it comes through the DNA and we have this fear ingrained in us so uh, through my adversity this is one thing that I've, I've learned that oh there is something, there is um, a blueprint in me that is so fearful and if I can only get to that and so for myself I started decoding what that fear is right. and where it's come from. How would we really and started doing that? I started doing that through contemplation, through nature. Yeah. You know, and I started healing myself through writing. I kept a journal and I started writing. I, I wrote to, to everyone. I wrote to my mother. I wrote to my father. I wrote to my brothers and my sisters and everybody that I felt needed to listen to me. And although I did not send those letters, but they sort of, you know, healed me Mm. because I went back in time and this is the thing that we know for sure we can travel back in time in our own minds Mm. and we can go and And
2: sit down
0: and sit down with the injured selves of us you know uh, children and go back there and say it's okay I got you back now Mm. I am the one who is you know and that came to me through vision and through contemplation, through um, meditation, and now I just I love all religions. But what I don't like is the dogma about religion and how other people want to use their power and mm. controlling mm. over these words mm. that could support and could heal humanity.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah. you've hit yeah. something that's like really deep in me. Like because yeah. I grew up Christian, and that's one yeah. thing that is really hits me is almost a how dare you. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's essentially using the name of love, love. for, for yeah. control and reasons. Yeah. And I felt immense pain because I've realized that it was tremendously conditional love. Yes. And that was hurtful to realize, yeah. you know. And, we, and then there's the people that aren't religious, which mm. is like, you know, more than 50% of the world is religious in, mm. or has a religion or a faith. Mm. But those that aren't have a tendency to judge Religion and faith and spirituality from the, that of saying it's of control. Because some, or maybe a lot of it is, it's not really rooted or g- humbly ground in the beauty and intelligence of love, mm. um, which I believe all religions... Oh. Intended to be, yeah. Yeah.
0: They're not just intended, they are like they if you are, really right. listen to the scriptures, okay. they're so powerful and they're so beautiful because these are teachers that are talking to us. Teachers like Jesus and teachers like Muhammad and people who felt like, you know, who are just like us. Mm. And unfortunately, what we do as human beings when things like that come forth to us, we put those people in pedestals. Okay. And we say, oh, they, you know, they're untangible, you know, they, we cannot reach them, we cannot be like them.
1: Yeah, and almost worship them
0: and worship them, or oh, yeah. just, you know, put them in that space where, you know, we're just they're not brothers, yeah, we're not, yeah, whereas they've come to teach us that they're among us, mm. that they have come to teach, mm. and it's exactly what you and I are doing here, sharing mm. our love, sharing our story. Mm. and sharing it with others so that they can be touched in some ways. So this is all it's always been. Mm. It's always been about sharing a story. And while, you know, we all meditate, we all have our aha moments. And when we get those aha moments, those are the times when we want to share it with the world. Mm. Oh, my God, you know, this today, this is what I discovered and so <laughs> yeah, it, it's so powerful, isn't yeah, it's it? When someone, up, yeah, you feel yeah like when someone tells you about that and then you take it on board and then you get your aha moment. So it's always been that. But I love, um, you know, there's this organized religions, but there's also the African way. You know, mm. I've, I've lived with African native people who just, you know, were pagans, but had a religion in, in that in itself mm. by just... Connection. Oh, they you... just knew that they were connected to the earth and all that. And the so word cool. "ubuntu" from the Zulu um, culture says that I. It knew so much about the human that it knew that it wasn't. I'm not human without you. I am because you are. If there is no me, there is no you.
2: Uh. That's just that. <laughs> yeah. Just one word
0: yeah. Yeah. says that. So. Puts us together in the humanity. I'm not a man. I'm not a woman. I'm not. I'm just you. Yeah. In me and
1: and and if that's if because that, that is the truth. It and, is. And if if that is the truth, then there can only be kindness.
0: They ca- yeah. Yeah. Because you would never do something. You know. Uh, you would never want to harm anyone else. Mm. But look at it this way: the worst harming or the worst. Um, bad things today come from ourselves. Mm, that's true. We are you know very unkind oh, to ourselves.
1: More men kill themselves more, than each other.
0: Yes. So the thoughts are thought. If you just process your thought every day, you'll see how unkind you are to yourself. There are things that go in your mind mm. that sometimes you cannot even tell to the other. Mm. So the number one thing that we have is that self. we've lost our self-worth. We don't feel that we are worthy of love. Mm. And that's because there's so much shame ingrained in us. Mm. There's so much things that we've been bombarded with. Look at all the billboards and look at all the advertisements and look at all the marketing stuff. It's like... Only celebrities are not you know worthy of v- living in these big, beautiful castles and home and all that, and I want to be like that, mm. so I'm living not even my life, mm. but someone else's and it's, it's
1: it's always been that way though with like kings and royalty and anyone that runs a village, there's yeah. always been someone that we have a tendency or a desire to create to look up to yeah why? Did, why?
0: And they've created this through storytelling.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 it's
0: it's the power. It's it's the love for power. Like when two people come into a a building, if they're not both authentically connected with themselves, there'll be a power play.
2: Mm, mm, No, like,
0: what am I going to tell Jeremy, and how Mm, mm. can he see? You know, there's all these Mm. voices,
2: Mm. and
0: and and that's what we cannot live with that anymore because Mm. now we're awakening. Mm. But not only ourselves, the earth itself is awakening. And the earth is moving cool. towards, you know, and it's said, no more, I cannot take this anymore. And in the Quran, there's this beautiful surah that talks about, you know, when the time, when, the, when that uh, awakening and shift of the earth happens, you know, and the people are scattered around. Mm. And this is, you know, at the earth will then tell its story.
1: Right. And you feel like that's beginning to happen now.
0: It, it is already. Be- well, it is clear With
1: people embodying the, what it feels like to be the earth getting yeah. hurt. Yeah.
0: And the, the earth getting hurt. The young people are poets who are talking on behalf of the earth. It is the earth telling us through, you know, climate change. It is. We're just delusional. We don't want to hear
2: that's but awful. there's so
0: much that is communicating to us. Young children coming with their talent intact,
2: yeah. you know, yeah. showing us yeah.
0: the possibility. Because every child that is born is here to remind us what we've lost, yeah. our innocence, you know, the beauty. Whenever you hold a young child or an animal or you feel who you are, you feel who you are. So that love is everywhere. It's, it's within us. It's everywhere. And it just, we need to focus it on each other. Is it, yeah. yeah.
1: And so you feel like through community and grassroots connection with your people around you is yep. the most effective way to aliven and create that because I suppose that for example I, I work in videos and media and so I suppose that's a way I'm trying to connect with people but you know the yeah. internet is neutrally it, it doesn't have a preference it just is what it is we created it it's a it's a technology that is what yeah. it is we want to connect yeah. Yeah. but we can either use it for good or we'll use it for bad yeah. um, or you know, you know use it for creative purposes or use it for destructive purposes and yeah. um, so I think it's a relevant tool of our time to be able to use it for yeah. um, good purposes.
0: I think Technology is just like our mind, you know, our mind and the universe. It's a a gadget that is actually defining and telling us what are the capability of our mind and what the possibilities are when we open up to the universe and how we can, you know, literally connect with it. So it's got a pulse and it's got a heart. Right. And it's you know it's amazing and incredible things that you can do with technology, but it can be as destructive as well, yeah. just like what the mind can be sometimes, you know. And it's for me literally. I think that uh, with the the way technology is going, I think our minds are also, you know, our our consciousness is also elevating in that way as well mm, mm. we're becoming uh, more humane I think mm. although you know in in other instances if you look at other things you think that oh the you know humanity is in a big destruction but I think with all this chaos that is happening is opening up our hearts with people like refugees and asylum seekers coming to this country they're here mm. to remind us yeah. of what we've forgotten about ourselves mm. and I say that in as I as in a past but I have come myself as a refugee and that was 18 years ago mm. i don't think i embody that name anymore mm. although we d- we we love naming things and we mm. love putting people with labels and all that yeah. but what i realized actually is like living in a communal culture you live in dependency You depend on each other, which is an incredible thing.
2: But
1: you've beautifully allowed yourself like a flower to be that in your community by opening your garden and opening your home. Yeah. And not everyone does that. Can you talk about that? But I
0: realized that was my calling. Like when I came and having understood about that communal culture, it also disempowers you because you don't know who you are. Okay. You don't know the individual aspect of yourself. And so I learned the individual aspect of myself through this culture that I've come into. And that was the, their gift to me, you know. So um seeing really a woman outside of my window, a Western woman in yeah. Lycra, yeah. you know, pushing a pram with one hand yeah. and, you know, the leash of a dog in another hand and just running and exercising that early morning with perfect makeup on her face, you know. She was sort of giving me that invitation sleep and going you know what this is possible and so i was like wow how does she do that yeah. so for me it was a way curiosity though. curiosity yeah. and also it was a way of learning my she's so independent yeah you know how did she do that yeah. so it yeah. was and i i didn't think it was possible for me at that time and you know, looking at that, I realized the possibility. And then looking at mm. also her in every aspect of her life, like right. she's the doctor I visited, she's the teacher of my children, she was everywhere in administration. And to me, it was like, whoa! You know, how uh, I, I I want this. And that's where desire comes in. You know, right. we have these desires of of actualizing, being our.
1: And your desire our essentially self. Yeah, you're independent. To be
0: our independent selves, you know, uh, to be able to 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 earn our our part in life. Mm. And so once I learned that and I knew that was what I was here to remember, then interacting with individuals also taught me and I saw how void it was of the dependence culture. Where uh. yes, I have this, but I need to share it with others. There wasn't that. And so dependency on its own doesn't work. And neither does independence on its own. But when we put it together, we have dependence and independence, and it becomes the interdependence, which is where we self-actualize, where we find ourselves, Yeah, where we find that I am here to, you know, uh, define myself or to see myself be you, um, as family beyond uh, human relations, beyond family, right. beyond blood.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: That my next door neighbor is my family, yeah. that I can take care of them if they need me that I can, you know, so... Man, I want
1: to be your (laughs) neighbour.
0: Not that I do, but, you know, (laughs) it's, yeah. So we're here to define ourselves in the relationship of being family once more, that extended family of humanity. Mm. I think we just talk about it and it becomes, we call words cliches, because we talk about them when we don't mean them. Mm. So we've taken the spirit out of words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you breathe in the spirit again into words they're not cliché
1: yeah perfect yeah. that's that's a great yeah. example so if anyone yeah. ever says that's a cliché it's yeah. because they've sucked the spirit because out of it because they've themselves.
0: sucked the spirit out of it you yeah. know when i was writing my book a resilient life i was um i i i talked with my niece who was a, a beautiful writer and i said um you know i i had a, a line there that said you know it takes a whole village to raise a child yeah and My niece went, oh, that's so cliche, auntie. I said, yes, because only the spirit has been sucked out of it, but we can breathe in because that's a beautiful Mm. analogy. Ah. It takes a whole village Ah, to raise a child. But I add to this, and I have added over the years to this uh, proverb Mm. that when you nurture the woman, you nurture the village, Mm. you know. And in our African cultures, we need to nurture the woman. Not mm. only Africa, but around the world. We need to nurture mm. the woman mm. so that we can nurture our villages.
1: Man, I hear that. Mm. <laughs> mm. I feel mm. I really have a sense when yeah. I shut my eyes or when I stop to think or stop to feel our culture and our the climate of our society internationally, mm. largely, mm. is in great need of female, feminine energy yes. and nurturing, loving, yep. warmth. And uh, someone said the other day, like r- regarding terrorism, all terrorism is caused by men. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you want to put it down to any one <laughs> it's thing, yeah. it's men. Yeah,
0: it's the power of the mind. I think the man is the mind, the power of you know uh, um, our, our, our thinking. I think um, that's what the male energy usually uses, and right. the woman uses the heart, the heart yeah. which is you know the compassion. Mm. In um, you know, we have ninety nine names for God in in the Quran, cool. and one of the names is Ar-Rahim. Ar-Rahim is the womb, the, the most compassionate. Yeah. You know, Ar-Rahim in Arabic is the womb. So it's, it's the That's most compassionate. Beautiful. And we need compassion in these times. We need so much compassion Don't for we? each other. And I think we can only have these compassions when we visit each other in our realities. Because right. not two people live in the same reality.
1: That's so true. But how do we not fight darkness, but like shine light on darkness? And how can we awaken? Like my mate, Johnny Pollard, does a really good job of it because he he can have a conversation directly with someone that is maybe in darkness, and he's done it with me when I'm in darkness, and just pull out your heart. And that's what I feel like people like Donald Trump need or anyone that's (laughs) really destroying a lot of beautiful things that are so precious and sacred in, about this life yeah. nature people's dignity yeah. um all this stuff you know how can we go out tomorrow how can people listening go out tomorrow and really act, make actual change in their world to empower or inspire how beautiful and wonderful we are others are inside
0: yeah i think we can find that in in when we find the beauty within ourselves first and foremost and I think we cannot, you know, I have a, a ritual that I do create my day every morning before I leave my home. And by that, I mean it's just taking that simple um, step when you wake up in the morning. Instead of recycling what you had, the problems and things like you had yesterday, you can take a moment to just meditate or have... like. For us, we do, you know, we have prayers, early morning prayers. And so after prayers, I also meditate. And it's in in that meditation, I know what our world is like today. And I know that I'm going to go out there. And I know that there's going to be a lot of um, responsibilities. There's going to be a lot of things that will call me out of who I truly am. And so I... Forgive, or I, I do the planning from that moment to send my energy, my loving energy, because at that time I'm so quiet and everything is so peaceful and I'm so loving. Mm. So at that space, I send out love. I send out love not yeah, and to you're only… you're the best. Oh, We, can, we <laughs> can learn. We can learn to do that. But I love to do that, really. Yeah, and yeah. so I send out my love to the day and I send out my love to everywhere in the world, all the people that I… And I make a lot of um, gratitude. I have a few friends that I use. Um, we send each other gratitudes every morning. And so we write 10 things we're grateful about. So, once you write those things that you're grateful about, I think your energy already starts to, you know, heighten up. Yeah. And so, once you go out in that space, I think you're armed. Yes. You connect with people and you see them for who they are. You visit them in that reality that they're at. Even Mm. if they're angry, you just know that it's not you that they're angry at, but it's something in them. And when. You know, Witness. you love, yeah, that weakness. And mm. I have a lovely thing. I'm writing a book at the moment called Love, Trust and Connect. So my love is an acronym. And the first L for that love is listen. So we need to become bit deep listeners.
2: Yeah.
0: Listen so and then observers as well. Yeah. The second word is observe so with it. no judgment. Yeah. And the third one is validate. Emotion, energy and movement, the last yeah. E. Right. Yeah. And so what's so the validation part? The validation, you validate emotion. Right, okay. Yeah, so listen, observe, and validate emotion, Okay. the energy and movement.
1: So really feel or connect.
0: Feel, yeah. like, yeah. So if I'm listening, whatever is happening to me, if I listen, and if I observe, and if I validate that emotion that is going through, yeah. I've loved. Yeah. I've loved myself. Yeah, yeah. And that emotion will tell me what it is. Yeah. And imagine loving someone across you when they're angry. Imagine validating that emotion, that anger, and
1: you, m- you mean because you're acknowledging it. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. so true. So isn't you're it?
0: listening, you're observing, and you're validating their yeah. anger. Yeah. So you've loved them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's awesome. what it is. Yeah. I yeah. really like that. Yeah.
0: So and it. so this is
1: the book you're re- reading. Yeah, Brandon. the book
0: I'm writing at the moment. So it's 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 important that we really love each other. Mm. And the word love now, you know, everything. I've, we've made everything cliché. Yeah. You say, cl- you know, love, what does she mean? You know, you can't... and. It's so simple. Yeah. it's so simple. It's just acknowledging the other, and Jesus well, told well, us that. But
1: you're like, making sorry. Just to interject, you're making it relevant again by saying this is the process of what loving in this day and age is. is. So
0: yeah. I think that's pretty powerful. It's listening. Yeah. Well, you know, we've lost our listening oh, skills. But
1: yeah. li- truly listening is to hear Listen. and to see to feel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah feel, we're listening
0: yeah. for energy. There is a space which is beyond just language.
2: Mm.
0: You know, if mm. I am a speaker. Mm. And a storyteller, so when I go into an audience, like a room full of 150 or 20, 200 people, um, I'm not talking with, to them. I'm talking with them. Mm. And actually, they're more powerful because their energy of listening is more powerful than yeah. the telling. Yeah. So it, it affects my telling. And, and okay. if I go there and I just you know want to talk at them, nothing will happen but sometimes you know outside of that conversation people come to me and and, and hug me and say you've touched something or they just connect through mm. my story what was in it for them because this is a, it's a space so these i call compassionate conversations and i think it's about connection you know mm. it's mm. You, yeah so it's my book is love trust and connect
1: yeah, that's so yeah. cool.
0: So it's it's you start loving and you start trusting each other. Once that love happens then the trust comes in.
2: Yeah.
0: And then you connect. So it's so powerful. It's so, it's powerful. so
1: powerful. And I, I feel like a really important thing that you said is starting your day. I mean, for me, meditation, but starting your day essentially in a place that, you know, you're cleaning the slate or you're saying, what's the what's the world like today? Starting the day, coming into the deepest part of yourself and being aware of your condition or aware of your hurts or aware of the fears in you that could potentially make you operate from an unloving place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and so by doing that, you're totally loving and acknowledging yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <clears throat> so you can up for others.
0: Absolutely. And you know what? The magic that will happen for you is incredible because mm. you'll start to notice simple things, mm. the simplicity of life, like a flower uh, growing yeah. just next you know, outside of your window or, mm. you, you know, the bird singing. You can hear all that. You You... you your senses become hyper to what is happening outside because you've already connected. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just starting your day with connection, connecting mm. with life. Mm. And life is everything. I mean, even the bed you're sleeping on or even the chair you sit on is alive because the person who made it had, you know, that's an information. They've transferred their consciousness into their it. Their consciousness into it. And it mm. has a sort of an information for you, you mm. know. It tells you something and you. you can feel all that. Mm. So once we start having that conversational... And going back to David White, the conversational nature of reality, Mm. it all intertwines. It's also fluid, isn't it? It's fluid and it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And you start learning how to appreciate, you know, you appreciate life and you appreciate others. Mm. You appreciate everyone, like, you know, from the... Breakfast you eat because it's got a lot of things that other people have made, and you feel the love, you know, yeah, of yeah. all these yeah. um, things that have come together for you. Yeah. I was in the traffic this morning, and I really I loved it. I was <laughs> like, wow, look at you know all these cars look at going to up work, yeah. and everybody. You know, I wonder. You start wondering what everybody's story yeah. is, and you have time to look around because I came through the lake view in you know. And it was so beautiful, and I was like, wow, this is we live in an incredible, you know.
1: (laughs) You're amazing, like, honestly, you're you're just like a beam. Your face is an actual, like, light beam that just like (laughs) spits out or like radiates, not spits out, radiates this just love, like, your eyes just hold this energy that oh, feels so you. pure yeah. and so yeah. like oh, shooting out of you. you
0: yeah and it's no but it's, uh, it's there for all of us i see it that is. in you as well yeah. jeremy yeah. so it's it's beautiful mm. when we learn to appreciate each other that way mm. i know that you know this is a beautiful um mm. we're in a beautiful orchestra <laughs> yeah we are, <laughs> we
1: are. and I lo- that's what we briefly chatted the other day <laughs> yeah. about is um Acknowledging or saying, or saying how beautiful the diversity is, yeah. you know, and how the different yeah. choices, the different faiths, the different beliefs, the different the different facets of creation, because yes. it all is manifested from the same same field.
0: Absolutely, um,
1: and so. Celebrating the difference. There's a lot in that, isn't there?
0: There's so much in that. Yeah. I mean, diversity is everything. I mean, yeah. imagine a world void of diversity. You know, it would <laughs> be boring, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, <man. It'd> be <laughs> Just so go on a table of a parfait table and and look at all the food of different. You know, you fruits. You have it gives yeah. you choices, mm. and it's beautiful. I mean, it's um, all the
1: colors of the rainbow. and It's the almost like
0: the, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's almost somehow with what you're saying and what you're acknowledging and say, witnessing is that like love is the glue between all of the diversity. Because love it transcends. Happiness and joy and laughter transcends mm. no matter what path or any of that diversity. Yeah. Doesn't it connect, isn't it? That wonderful.
0: It does. <laughs> it does. And it's just... It's incredible. I don't, I don't even know, you know, the feeling is different from the explanations. We, I don't think we have enough words
2: to describe
0: <laughs> yeah. what it feels like. Well, you got
1: 99 like. for God, so that's a start.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's, the feeling is just so incredible. And if we can take each other in that feeling, like when you're listening to a, a comedian, mm. you know, uh, making you laugh. Mm. Or you listen to uh, an academic you know, telling you exactly what a certain thing has been and, and the way the process that it has come through. Or you just see someone making, for instance, if I take you through my samosas, um, making a samosa and, 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 and the way I do it, like food, it's mm. incredible. So it's all this, it's all fascinating for our mind. Mm. And I... You know, I have created for myself, which I'm really, um, feel truly humbled that I can go to different, like today I'm with you here in Mm. this, you know, um, talking about this. And tomorrow I might be just simply sitting in my garden with a few women telling stories. And, you know, having those different kinds of experiences is Mm, just amazing. It's
2: what makes and life it, so rich. It
0: is. It is so rich. Our life is so rich. And that's, If we're not fearful. Yes. Yeah. Mm. If we're ta- willing to take the risks. Yeah. And to just you know, this is what I like. <laughs> how about if I exploit instead of thinking about how how can I do it and where is it going to come from and uh, mm, the, all the questions mm. that come up in your mm, mind.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. If we learn to take risks, if we learn to just open up mm. and say this is what I would like. I wonder how I could go, you know, oh, go through this. Powerful. Like obviously,
1: you're you're in a very embodied state of that. But for for some, and for and and we're always growing. And I'm sure there's areas in your life where you're it's more it's where you're shifting um, and shining light on your own darkness in little yeah. ways. And that process is always a little bit uncomfortable. It's always uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's always, it tends to be awkward and it tends to be, um, and it, it tends to be um, you can sometimes offend people. Yeah. You know, you know that interesting process space of shifting into love, like, you know, I'm just trying to think of a real life example, but I think you know what yeah. I'm trying to tell
0: I about. know. And I I don't <laughs> think that we have it. Like, okay. Like today I can't be this bubbly and, and I have it all together and all that. And then another day I might hear some news and I'm just into a depression and all that. Yeah, yeah. But I think this is the two things. Like I love um, the poet Rumi. Yeah. And, and, and Rumi specifies this for me in a very beautiful way. And he says beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is, an inc- there is a field. I'll meet you there. And ah. so I think the wrongdoing and right doing is part of our duality. It's part of the polarity of life. And being a gardener and living in, you know, uh, watching and observing nature. Mm. Nature isn't afraid of polarity. Mm. Nature accepts that. Mm. One day it's shining and the sun is out. The next day it's gloomy. We call it gloomy or it's dark. Nature doesn't mind.
1: It doesn't judge. It, it doesn't, doesn't go. judge. It doesn't go,
0: you know, it's just I miss you. It's part of life.
2: Yeah.
0: And for us, it's the same. You know, we're so happy today, but something could go wrong and we have families, we have mm. people we love, we can, and nothing is guaranteed. Something mm. can will go wrong. That is for sure. <laughs> yeah. So if, if we're prepared for that, and when we're grieving, we're okay with that. And when we are loving, we are loving. And we can, you know, we can choose. And it's about the choices. Mm. Do I grieve longer? It's your choice. Mm. You can. Mm. Or do I get out of it? Mm. I can. So it's just well, learning. A, yeah,
1: I mean that. A, what you've hit on then is the exact point of turn or the exact point of process out of it or staying in it.
0: Or staying in it. Um,
1: and, and there's as, no
0: right and wrong. And no. there's no, you know, it's, it's, it's your unique. choice. That's what it's, makes it. It's wonderful. a choice. Yeah. It's unique to the individual. Mm. And you know, uh, if the you know my 18 year my daughter youngest daughter turned 18. And she was, you know, that day complaining to me, nobody loves me. And she's our little, she was a young drama queen. And <laughs> she goes, no one loves me. And this is happening. And da-da. And I said, well, Sarah, my darling, you know, I have had, li- you know, life has been in, for me, it's like I've, I've gone through a lot of darkness and suppressions and all that. Mm. And I'm not ready to, I am on my way to, Thriving. Mm. If you want to come along, I'm here for you. <laughs> and I'll always be here for you, even if you want to stay in this darkness. So it's your choice. So I think it's okay to give to, cho- you know, your children or you choices choice. to say yeah you can stay here it's okay
2: yeah
0: <laughs> but i'm i'm yeah. not i'm yeah. not gonna be here with yeah. you yeah. and i don't want to hear about it so go to someone else and complain it's <laughs> so
1: cool yeah that's so, so empowering because that's that's responsibility and power empowerment yeah. is yeah
0: i don't want to listen to your negativities and i don't want to listen to the just you know you can be here it's your choice yeah but you know whenever you need me I, i'm up there yeah and i think that's what our Sort of our inner beings, so who we truly are, tells us, I'm here for you. Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. And I, I recognize The I light is here. Yeah, yes. Yeah.
0: Whenever you want it, that's true. It's here. That's so really it's true. So it's up to you to come back to it mm. and find it.
1: That's so true. And yeah. when you haven't got someone else to acknowledge it, yeah, to acknowledge it in yourself. I found this, you know, you know often yeah. in my own darkness, I've felt like I've been alone in the desert. <laughs> and then, but then it's been this this subtle quiet voice that says if you're not alone or just to acknowledge what's going on and the minute I acknowledge yeah. the fear and look at the fear and go oh that's what you are it disappears it it's disappears. It, it, honestly like having a beam <laughs> out my eyes it's light okay. and as soon as I truly look at the fear right in it yeah. it Dissipates, it dissipates. And it's, oh, where'd you go? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I think it's for me, it's mm. I've I've seen this in phases. And mm. we do live in these phases. Every time we're growing, I think we come into these three phases. Right. So the first phase is victimhood. Right. You know, poor me.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's where sometimes we can spend a little bit of time of, yeah. you know, indulging in that poor me.
2: Yeah.
0: And then you can when you move from it, you find yourself in a space of um, anger. Right. Because I don't think you can, come, you can go from that depression to the light straight away. It's, you, you've got to take the steps. It's yeah. like you're learning to walk again. So you go to this space of anger. And anger is so much better than being a victim. Because <laughs> anger, you get to say, yeah. you get to blame others. Yeah. It's like, it's your fault. And it's, you're angry, and that's where activism. You know, you're yeah. activist and yeah. like it's
1: a release of energy. It's,
0: it's a release of energy, and it's distressing. Yeah. So if you're lucky, and you move to the third space,
2: yeah.
0: is the space of empowerment yeah. of going. I take responsibility. Yeah, I don't want to be. I don't because want the anger anymore. and the
1: fear is both mine.
0: It's both <laughs> mine, and I don't want to indulge in it anymore. Yeah. So I am going to this space of. Um, you find yourself in taking responsibility.
2: (laughs) It's almost
1: like we don't feel loved and then we go, it's your fault out there. Oh, wait a minute. No, it's my
2: fault.
0: It's my fault. Yes. Coming back again. Coming back. Yeah. 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 So when you take that full responsibility, your life literally lightens up Mm. because you cut all the bad, all the things that you've been it's like climbing Mount Everest and having all these backpacks and and you cut it all out and you're like, okay, yeah, now I can walk.
1: <laughs> oh, you feel own. that. So, I can relate to that. Yeah.
0: That yeah. feeling
1: of you're walking on clouds or on you're walking clouds, above your body. And, and, yeah. And,
0: yeah. And
1: it's because you've got all your weeds out of you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I think those three phases are phases of growth, mm. you know. And, and they're going
1: to come back. They're
0: going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to come back because when you come to a new uh, height, it's like, okay, yeah. you come back to the victim, oh, who am I to have this or this? And, and that's what's so beautiful yeah. about
1: life is that we're continually evolving. We and ag- and knowledge that continual evolution is yes. one that makes you go all right well there's no destination and i've been tricking myself thinking there was (laughs) you know
0: absolutely there is no destination and i don't ever think that our work will be done in this world and i don't even know if we've come here to do some work
1: (laughs) (laughs) maybe we're misguided yeah
0: maybe we're misguided i think we've just come here to play and to have fun and you know to yeah yeah it's it's There's no work. I mean, and and you really know that when you're in, you find your purpose. Yeah. You know, when you find your purpose, I think it's just, it's incredible because you're driven by passion. Mm. You know, and for me, it's like, I usually know like when I don't have clarity, because it starts with clarity. When you have clarity of what is it that I want? Mm. That's where it starts. Mm. Find clarity. The minute you have clarity, it gives you passion. And passion is the fuel that, you know, pours into your purpose. You straight away know that this is, oh, I love doing this. This is my purpose. Yeah, And that purpose is nothing else than being a service to humanity. Isn't it funny that's the common thing? (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is being in servicehood, servicehood to humanity.
1: And that's the you know, part of the independence in interdependency isn't it yeah the- it
0: is the interdependence, but it's also about autonomy it's about you know becoming that autonomous being mm. you know you're mm. free in that space you' are free from you know that whatever happens, you can earn your living mm. if you don't like mm. your job, you can quit mm. You know, you can find that space of, Your you know, pow- I am autonomous. I am... Powerful. Yes, I am able to find my food. And I think birds and animal they demonstrate that every day. <laughs> that They're, so They're so independent. They're so independent. <laughs>
1: Laura Kate, so, Laura they hang out with their partners yeah, all the time. And,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, and I think it's that's where self-leadership comes from. And once you reach that space of self-leading, it's like... That's it. You don't, you don't need to be held, mm. you know, in, 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 that, in, in, in the darknesses. I think mm. we're in the darknesses because we are power playing with others. And our power is sort of uh, taken. We feel that our power is taken away from us. Oh, no one okay. can ever take our power away from ourselves. Yeah. And we have incredible stories Well, like that's that. why it's
1: called play because I'm trying to play it. I'm yeah. playing
0: with it. You, yeah, it is. Someone else will just manipulate that mm. power. And y- you realize that because you, you, know, you, mm. you know all the, the things that build up to that. And you go, okay, I'm not part of this. I don't want to play this game. Mm.
1: Yeah. I've, you haven't noticed my power play, but I've been on a seat that's higher than yours <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole interview. No, no.
0: Only we can see eye to eye because I'm taller than you. No.
1: <laughs> no, that's just beautiful, yeah. Mario. Yeah. I love yeah. your energy. I love everything yeah. that you thank give. You, I feel, thank you for your time. And honestly, I feel like it's a real gift to yeah. just have your presence in a room and to. Have
0: absolutely
1: atten- your attention. <laughs> I feel like uh, lucky. You know,
0: wasn't it powerful that yeah. you invited me to do this talk? Yeah, and then we meet and it's like, oh, Jeremy, yeah. I didn't even know your face, but I knew it was yeah. you. And it's like, oh, yeah. Jeremy, I-. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's, it's awesome, incredible. That is
0: synchronicity. I yeah. mean, it's just it happens to me all the time. I talk Does to it? someone, it's like, yeah, it's when you lo- when you allow because there is an incredible system mm. within us. Mm. That tells us everything. How did we even forget about that? Mm. Because we drink a glass of water and we don't even worry about how it's gonna be, you know, processed.
1: Mm.
0: And that's, you know, we forget. We forget. Everything in life is supposed to be that way.
1: Mm. It's all. When like- you
0: need to go and meet someone, it's just like you going, you know, I need the toilet.
1: That's cool. It, it's yeah.
0: just like that. You know, sometimes
1: we meet people in the toilet.
0: Sometimes you <laughs> meet the people that you need to talk to in the toilet. So it's just like it's a system that tells you when I need something and I have this desire, just put it out into the universe. I have this desire yeah. and I need to, you know, uh, to realize this and just let it go. Mm. Don't become that, you know, um, sick but who asks again and again, oh, yeah, I need this, I need this, I need this. Yeah. Yeah, so...
1: That's it's, actually it's... really good, relevant for something I'm going through at the moment, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was really wanting something to ma- make something happen, and then yeah. I realized it's just not. Yeah. Um, so do I chase it, or do I just let go? Just let go and, yeah. and, and
0: allow it, you know? it's Our main thing is just allowing it, mm. because if that thing is supposed to come to you, it will, and maybe mm. there's something that better is coming to you. So who knows? (laughs) So just have that faith and trust. Again it comes back to trust. Have the trust and allow and most of it's so incredible for me because, you know, as a speaker, I really don't even do a lot of marketing. I just you know, people just like, Oh I I had you on radio or I had this and could you do this and Yeah. Because I just it's employing energy. It's just Mm. learning Mm -hmm. To use energy,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: the amazing thing is, it's both in the Quran and in the Bible. How this the teachers who came to teach us, like Prophet for us, we call him Sulaiman, but his name in in Christianity, I think Solomon, King Solomon, oh, yeah. used to manipulate energy, and he used to talk about the things that now we talk about, like uh, you know, um, quantum physics and quantum mechanics and. All those things—it yep. was the power of using energy at its best.
1: Jeez, it's been around for a long time. Even yeah. um, Nicholas Tesla, and all, he yeah. said everything's vibration, everything's the vibration
0: frequency. and frequencies, and we're just transmitters and receivers. Yeah. And once you learn those things, it's you're set for life. To play, <laughs>
1: yeah, man, you're the best. I want you on every episode that we do from now
0: on. <laughs> oh, that's <lovely.
1: laughs> No, but that's no, me uh, clinging on to yeah, you. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm, I, I'm honoured. I feel like I could be here any every day. You
1: know. Yeah. No, thank you so much, Mariam. That was a, r- a you, real Jeremy. pleasure, and I feel yeah. very humbled and thankful. <laughs>
0: thank you. Thank you.